0: Hey everybody, Luke McElroy here. Welcome back to another Physiology Secrets. I just got an email from um, a guy today just with some possible questions that we could uh, get covered on the podcast. And one of them was to do with uh, the differences in uh, training prescription between, say, uh, maybe like a sprint distance athlete and like an ultra ultra distance athlete who's doing 10, 15, 25 hour events. um, And whether or not there's any benefit of actually doing VO2 max intervals or prescribing training at and above uh, your lactate threshold for the ultra guys and it's a pretty good question and I can understand where it's coming from because um, obviously the number one um, goal of training uh, or recommendation for training is specificity so you want to be as specific as you can to your event if you're going to be doing ultra distance marathon running you're probably not going to be holding vo2 max at all you're very rarely going to hit threshold it's going to be very very sub-maximal workloads. so it's a fair enough question why would you want to actually train at and above your threshold if you're never going to race there um, during an event and the answer well, there's a few answers but the 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 main answer is is fairly simple. Um, and before I go into it, I'm just going to quickly explain um, again what those VO2 max intervals do. So they have a very similar benefit to doing your long slow distance training. So they're going to increase your the strength of your slow twitch endurance fibers. It's also going to improve the or increase the number of glycolytic enzymes. So turning carbohydrates and fat into energy. It's going to help with that. Um, it's basically going to do very very similar things, mitochondrial density so we can actually use up more oxygen, it's going to do very very similar things to what our endurance zone base 2 stuff does. So with that being said that would also make sense if if we're trying to be specific and we know that these two sessions do the same thing then why wouldn't we go for the specific session which is going to be a long run um, compared to doing a short and sharp VO2 session. So as I said it's a pretty good question. A lot of research out there suggests that your VO2max will plateau at about 60 mils per kilo per minute just by doing your long slow distance volume, okay? So that means that your VO2max pretty much won't go much above 60. If you want it to get 65, 70 into the elite ranges, 75, 80 plus, uh, you're going to need to do the higher intensity interval training, the aerobic power-based training, which is those VO2max intervals, 90, 95% and above, okay? But again, that doesn't answer the question, why do we care about VO2max if we're not going to be um, training or, or, not training, if we're not gonna be competing um, at a high percentage of your VO2max. And the answer is pretty simple, okay? So it all comes down to increasing the amount of fat that we can use at the same relative intensity. Now this is a pretty, it's a pretty um, controversial topic when you start to talk about carbs and fats. Um, A lot of stuff out there, uh, anecdotal evidence of people cutting out carbohydrates and just using fats and finding big benefit in their performance and not hitting the wall. Um, I'm going to quickly cover off briefly the science behind how we turn carbs into energy and how we turn fats into energy and how actually improving our VO2 max and getting that as high as possible is going to improve our fat burning capacity and make us last a lot longer. Okay, so two types of Fuel that we can use, oh, there's three types. You've got your, your uh, phosphocreatine, which is just your 10-second sprinting stuff, that depletes pretty quickly. And then we've got our fats and we've got our carbohydrates and a little bit of protein if we are uh, only in severe survival circumstances, if we, if we literally are stuck out in the wilderness and don't have any food for two weeks, um, then we start to eat away at our protein, at our muscles. But under normal circumstances, you will not use protein. So we've got fat and carbohydrates. Fats give us a lot more energy um, they give us a significant amount more, but they take a lot longer for us to actually metabolise and be able to use it. Okay, so um, carbohydrates are the body's preferred fuel source. They give us thirty six to thirty eight ATP per oxygen molecule. The fats they give us they give us more, but they take a lot longer. They give us oh, I can't remember the exact number. It's like four hundred and forty one or something like that. It's a lot of a lot of energy, but it takes uh, a long time for it to metabolise. All right, so. Um, fats take about two and a half times longer and two and a half times more oxygen to metabolise than a carbohydrate so think of, think of your fats as a uh, let's say we're trying to uh, build a fire think of your fats as the logs and your carbohydrates as paper or cardboard Okay, paper and cardboard is going to burn a lot quicker uh, and give us a, a bigger fire in a shorter space of time but your logs are going to be uh, they're going to last a lot longer. They're not going to give us as a significant burn, but it's going to last a lot longer than our cardboard. Okay, so it's a similar sort of. It's a similar sort of um, case for for biologically in the body there. So your carbohydrates are used as exercise intensity increases all right the higher the intensity the more carbohydrate you use the lower the intensity the more fat you're going to use when you're just at rest you use about two-thirds fat to one-third carbohydrates because our exercise intensity is, is obviously very low we're just resting Um, and our oxygen supply is plentiful. We have lots of oxygen, we have a very, very low exercise intensity because we're just resting, therefore we have the time available and the oxygen available to take longer and to metabolize fats instead of carbohydrates. As exercise intensity increases, uh, we, and, and gets closer towards uh, our 100% percent VO 2 max, so somewhere around 65%, generally what happens is we get about a 50-50 contribution. So we get 50% of our energy from carbohydrates and 50% from fats, because the exercise intensity, it's still sub-maximal, it's sub-maximal, um, so our oxygen demand is, is moderate, our supply is still pretty high, so we can still get a lot of it from the fat, but because we are starting to increase the intensity, we, st- we need to get um, a little bit of our energy from the carbohydrates now, okay? Because it's a lot quicker and it's a lot simpler process to break it down. When we get to our threshold and our VO2 max, we're using 100% carbohydrates. This does not change between people, okay? Despite what some people are saying, uh, you will be using, I guarantee, you have to be using 100% carbohydrates at your threshold and beyond, okay? Exercise intensity or oxygen, demand is maximal supply can only just meet it therefore we're not going to go and say all right let's take two and a half times longer to burn fat and two and a half times longer uh, two and a half times more oxygen to use that fat the body is just going to go with its most readily available and easily accessible fuel source which is which is carbohydrates so when you are at a hundred percent at VO2 max or at your hundred percent of, of threshold you are using one hundred percent carbohydrates okay what happens is we obviously have a we have a finite capacity of carbohydrates and we have an infinite capacity of fat. So we can use fats forever. The the, the average lean male individual, seventy kilos, still has a hundred thousand calories of fat, which is enough to last for weeks. Uh, whereas we only have about two thousand calories worth of carbohydrates, which is only enough to last about two hours of of, of um, exercise at around that um, lactate threshold. There, okay, so. Sorry, I just lost my train of thought for a sec. So um, if, we, if we continue to do exercise at a, or train or race at a high intensity, if we don't replenish those carbohydrates through drinks, gels, um, you know, our high GI stuff, because as we talked about in the previous podcast, we want to be able to digest that stuff very quickly and the blood is not in the digestive system. Uh, so if we don't replenish those carbohydrates, then we're going to run out of glycogen, run out of carbo- carbohydrates. So what happens when that, when that occurs, uh, it's called glycogen depletion, or um, hitting the wall, as a lot of people would have heard. So the, the term is hitting the wall. So when we run out of carbohydrates, we hit the wall. It means we have no carbohydrates left, therefore we have to rely solely on fats. Okay? Now remember, we have enough fat to last us weeks, so we can still exercise, but because we, can't, uh, because we don't have any carbohydrate available, what happens is the exercise intensity decreases significantly. All right. We can't hold anywhere near threshold anymore. We don't have any carbohydrates, which is the, which is the way we get quick energy. So we have to go back to the slow burning energy, which is fats. Um, so we can still go forever, but it's it's at a very very slow, uh, very very slow jog, crawling pace pretty much because we can't even go back to 50-50 contribution where it was where it was a moderate intensity. We're back to hundred percent fats, which is a very very low intensity. Right, so you can go forever, but it's it's not going to be very fast. So. Coming back to the question, why, why, uh, when we can increase VO2 max, we can actually increase the amount of fat that we can burn. Now, it's all, it's all relative, okay? So, generally speaking, uh, let's try to give an example. Generally speaking, let's say you're a cyclist and Um, most people are going to hit that 50-50 contribution at about 65% VO2 max. Now, I don't want to give you an exact number because genetics is going to change, but roughly 65% VO2 max is where you get 50% energy from carbs, 50% from fats. Obviously, we want to use fats if we can because we can use that all day, whereas carbohydrates are uh, are limited in their um, availability. So, let's say we do... Our VO2 max is, is 60, which is that top end that we can get just through our long, slow stuff, and we're getting... Uh, and at, at, say at 200 watts, we're at that 65% VO2 max, so a 50-50 contribution. If we go out and get fitter, let's say we go and get our VO2 max up to um, 80, which is obviously a, a massive jump, but let's say we get it to 80, we go from 60 to 80, all right? Now, 65%, our power at 65% VO2 max, when our VO2 max is now 80, is gonna be a lot less, sorry, a lot higher then our power output at 65% of our 60 VO2 max, all right? So before training, we're hitting 50-50 at 200 watts, which works out to be 65% of our 60 VO2 max. So we go do training, get up to 80, now our 65% VO2 max at 80 might be 250 watts, all right? So that means we're gonna get 50-50 contribution from carbs and fats at 250 watts. If we then go back to our 200 watts when we're fitter, so we're still at 80 VO2 max, and we go back to 200 watts, that's only going to be somewhere around, say, 50% VO2 max. If we're at 50% VO2 max, we're going to get a larger proportion of our energy from fat because we have more oxygen available than we did pre-training, all right? So because we have a higher VO2 max, we have a higher ability to, uh, to use oxygen, we can then burn more fat because at the same absolute intensity, we're working at a more comfortable rate. It's still relative, 65% will still be 50-50, but we've increased our VO2 max, so we've pushed that that graph up to 250 watts. So if we go back to 200, we've got more oxygen available. It's only 50% VO2 max, therefore we can use, um, you know, let's say 60% fat and only use 40% carbohydrates. If we use less carbohydrates, we're not going to hit the wall as early on because we can use fat for longer. Um, And that's going to benefit your ultra distance performance because if you hit the wall, then it's game over and it's going to be very, very slow. Okay, so it is very hard to explain this without actually showing you on a whiteboard what I'm talking about. But as a a summary, um, it is important to get our VO2max as high as possible um, because that is going to benefit our fat burning at a sub-maximal workload. We have unlimited fat, so we want to use as much fat as we can. The higher the intensity, the more carbohydrates you use. It doesn't matter who you are. At 100% VO2 max, at 100% threshold, you are using 100% carbohydrates. The way that you change the the amount of carbohydrate and fat you use is simply by increasing your muscle's ability to extract oxygen, which is through VO2 max, okay? Um, So it is super, super important now that being said you don't need to do as much as a, a sprint distance athlete you just need to get it get a, the right amount you know one to two times a week is plenty because as we, as as we said doing your long slow stuff is going to be more specific for an ultra runner but we do want to just boost that VO2 max through some some short quality high sessions high intensity sessions uh, i think i'll leave it at there for now guys I, I will do another another podcast talking a bit more about um you know, high-fat, low-carb diets, and high-carb—the traditional high-carb, low-fat diets—but uh, that is that's opening a whole nother kettle of fish, and I'm sure there'll be lots and lots of interest in that one, and uh, a lot of opinions too. But I will cover it off shortly, and um, I'll sort of discuss the methods behind each, and, and um, you know, some some pros and cons of, of both methods. Hopefully, that was useful. Useful, and I'll speak to you again soon.